It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is a sports fan at 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and the mic alongside Joey Medora on this fifth day of August. 6.06 on the clock and 83 degrees, mostly sunny outside here in southeast Ohio. Can't believe it is already August. We haven't had a sports fan in a while. We've had Cincinnati Reds baseball on the airwaves. And again, we'll have Cincinnati Reds as they take on the Cleveland Indians. Up in Cleveland today, that would be a 6:40 pregame, 7:10 slated for the first pitch. Um, but Joey, it's been a, a long time since a sports fan. It's been a while uh, since yeah. we've been on the air. But uh, since Friday, I believe was the last one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it just feels like a long time since since we've uh, really had. It's changed a month. It really has. And the one thing, and I was scrolling through Twitter today, and this just at the top of my mind, I just wanted to get this out of the way to begin the show with. But Sports Center. Right, Sports Center, ESPN. They put out a tweet today, and I guess somebody is reporting. And somebody asked this guy. He said, "Hey, uh, do you think if Patrick Mahomes retired today, would he be in the Hall of Fame?" Oh my God! This they is... put out, and you get on me because I say that thing about Julian Edelman, who's been in the league for a lot of years. And of course, <laughs> listen, I kind of agree after looking through the stats and stuff. But I mean, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes here. He hasn't even been in the league. What? This is his second year. Right? Uh, second, it's the year? second full year starting. It was his third year in the league because he sat his first year behind that's, Alex Smith. Yeah, that's right. But you're talking about a guy who started for two years. Granted, he's got a Super Bowl under his belt now, but still, uh, and, and they put this to a poll, right? And I, I just wanted, what do you think the people said on Twitter about this? If he was right now? Yeah, right. I think there's a lot of dumb people on Twitter, so probably like <laughs> 70% said, yeah. Nine, 94,000 people <laughs> voted, right? And it is a 74-26 vote in favor of no. So you'd give the people of Twitter not enough credit. Yeah, thank goodness. It's a blowout with the... uh, As it should be. It's a stupid question. (laughs) I understand there's not a lot going on. Although, I mean, baseball and basketball and hockey have all started back up. So ESPN and SportsCenter should have enough to talk about to not show stupid polls on if Patrick (laughs) Mahomes, after two years starting, should be in the Hall of Fame right Right. now. I mean, it's one thing if you ask if he's going to be one day. Obviously, he's had some of the... I mean, comparable to Tom Brady in his start, although his numbers are way better than Brady was early in his career, but he's got the Super Bowl, he's got the MVP. He's went to an AFC Championship game the one year they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Obviously, his trajectory is probably heading towards it, but right, right. now, are you kidding me? One Super Bowl? <laughs> Joe Flacco's won one Super Bowl. I know. Listen, I, I, I looked at that. I was scrolling through before we went on the airwaves, and I knew that that would kind of get you fired up and, <laughs> and going. I but. mean, that's that's just a ridiculous question. I, it's just yeah. like these sports, uh, just the talk shows, like, just, I understand there's not a lot to talk about. It's awesome when the, also when these shows like The Herd and you know, Skip and Shannon, I heard Skip and Shannon talking about, uh, is it significant if LeBron be- James's beard is gray? When he, for the return of basketball, it's like, oh, my God. Who cares? I was like, these guys need games back more than anybody because they're just running out of stuff. It's just like, let's, uh, 
you know, let's make a list of the top five sixth men in the NBA from 1980 to 1990. <laughs> let's talk about it on the show. That's like the kind of stuff that they've been doing. So Right, but now we have sports back. Now we have things well, to talk about. Yeah, luckily they're, uh, they've been saved. Football training camps also starting up. So there's enough going on to keep them from posting stupid polls like that. But, wow, <laughs> that's... Yeah, somebody... somebody someone got paid to make that, by the way. They did. Someone Some... also got paid to come up with that. Yep. I was like, let's, say, let's ask if Patrick Mahomes is right now a Hall of Famer. I'm actually shocked, though, because, I mean, well, the 26% that said yes should be embarrassed. But but you got to give a lot of people credit, though. I mean, there's a lot of people who said no. you know. And as of right now, yes, we have sports coming back, and yes, we have a lot of things to talk about since we haven't been on the air. But the one thing that's, I guess, pressing right now in the NCAA, um, yesterday they came out and said the NCAA was not going to dictate how they do fall championship sports. Right, so the governing body, the highest body of the NCAA, said, "Listen, it's going to be up to each division one, two, three on how you're going to handle all the sports." Uh, earlier on today, Division three said, "We are not going to have any fall uh, sports championships," and they have canceled it. And a couple minutes before we hit the airwaves, uh, I got a message from Trevor Stevens, who sent me a report uh, that said the NCAA Division two uh, will also cancel their fall championships. So now you have, you know, the three divisions in the NCAA: one, two, and three. Two and three have decided to cancel their fall championships uh, heading up into this fall. So, I mean, it's a little bit disappointing news on that front. Yeah, and so not to be, uh, you know, pessimistic about it, but if you think about it, the D3 and D2 schools are going to be the campuses that have lesser people joining in one area. I mean, some of these D3 schools have no more than 2,000 kids or 1,000 kids that go there, and they're canceling, and D2's the same. I mean, obviously, they're a little bit bigger. That's how it works, but, you know, how are it so... If they can't make it work, how are the big schools like, I mean, OU, for example, holds in the 20,000s. That's, what you know, almost 20 times as some of these schools that are now not uh, holding their championships. Does that mean they're also not having a season? I would assume. Well, Why would see, you cancel the championship and not the season? They could do something where they could still play the games, and then whoever wins at the end, whoever has the best record in the conference. Like the Mid-American Conference earlier on this summer, they canceled like the, the baseball championships, right? So baseball... Uh, has been kaput for the the spring championship, but uh, they're going to go and say, all right, whoever whoever has the best record in the conference is going to go on and and into the NCAA championship. Uh, you know what is that? Best of 64 or 64 teams or something in there for what college? Yeah, college baseball. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, they yeah. have the the regional and the super regional, then the college world series. But still, they could do something like that where they still have the regular season, and then whoever wins, you can quote-unquote say that they're the conference champion but this as of right now specifically to me tells me that division two and division three canceled like the fall sports championships so like they're not going to go and travel they could do something during the regular season where they say all right best record but as of right now that's to the best of my knowledge they haven't canceled the regular season yet but i get what you're saying because if they're not going to have a regular season where they're not going to have a championship, what's the point of the regular season? Yeah, you're putting yourself at risk. I mean, I feel like most athletes, uh, you're usually a competitor, and uh, you want to play to play for something. Or, I mean, if you're, I mean, at this point in a year like this, you're risking your health. And let's face it, at D2, D3 school, you're, you're, the likelihood of you going on to the next level is significantly lower, um, unless you're just an absolute stud that kind of comes up out of nowhere. Uh, but And you're just kind of risking your health and things like that to play a sport at a lower level, and uh, at a, and then you're not really playing for anything. Even if you have an undefeated season, I mean, it's not really going to uh, end up meeting anything in the end. Well, wasn't there one guy, I mean, we're switching sports or kind of keeping with fall sports, but the Patriots drafted some guy that was not Division One, 
right? Because New England went yeah. to Division yeah. two or three. Mm-hmm. Or I, yeah, the I safety. Forget. Yeah, the safety that they drafted. It was a second round, but that's very rare that a, that a D2 guy gets drafted in a second round. Right, it's the first time. And or I don't in the draft long. at all. Right. Uh, but still, you know, I mean, unless you're that top of a talent, you know, people will find you. I, I guess is the bottom line there. People will find you if you're talented enough to play at the next level, regardless of if you play, you know, one, two, or three uh, in divisions at NCAA, but still uh, very rare. And as of right now, Division Two, Division Three canceling their fall championships. Also, some other news, uh, the first FBS program to cancel football over the Iris, UConn, has canceled its 2020-2021 football season. Uh, UConn Athletic Director David Benedict made an announcement Wednesday saying competition would place student-athletes in an unacceptable level of risk. Other schools have already taken the Huskies off their schedule, and Governor Ned uh, Lamont was reluctant to allow players to travel to states with high infection rates. Yeah, I mean, Connecticut's one of the states that I think has been doing pretty well with the virus recently. Uh, their cases have been going down at a pretty uh, decent rate day by day. So uh, it, it makes sense that they don't want to travel to other places and contract it and bring it back to the state and spread it out. I mean, it's just still so tough to imagine, even if uh, even if they're doing the thing like the Big Ten and all, some of the other conferences are just trying to play an all-conference schedule. But, I mean, you know, Maryland and Northwestern are both in the Big Ten, right? One's in Chicago, one's on the coast in, in Maryland, obviously. Same with, you know, schools like Penn State to travel to the middle of the country and stuff like that. Places that are highly infected are going to go into these other places in the Midwest that perhaps aren't that infected, but, you know, if one person has it, we've, we've seen how fast it can spread in locker rooms as uh, the Marlins figured out just yeah, a couple games into the baseball season. Marlins, Rutgers football. Uh, I mean, Rutgers football, I think there's more than 50 who tested positive. I mean, more, I think I saw the report. I mean, that that's more than, more than half, the half of a D1 team. Yeah, more than half the team tested positive at Rutgers. And this is a, I mean, I think New Jersey has the, the COVID-19 infection rate pretty under control. I mean, it was out of control in the beginning, of course, uh, but they, I think they got it under control, and now Rutgers still is seeing a spike, but it's just over New Brunswick. It's not, you know, over really anywhere else. Um, but still, I mean, Rutgers has to deal with it now. Um, and, of course, the St. Louis Cardinals back up to professional baseball level. You know, it's... Uh, Cardinals are still dealing with it, and they're finally getting back, and they're out on the field and practicing again before they reopen up their series. But again, I mean, it, it's the the virus takes uh, nothing into consideration, uh, which is the concerning part. But I mean, we we've seen the leagues that have decided the bubble, like the NBA and the NHL, uh, weeks in a row. It has come back; they've done several thousands of tests, and that they won't have a single positive test. So I I think the NFL. Obviously, it's a little different because, you know, you, 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 for the NFL, you have to play multiple games at the same time rather than in the NBA. They're using one arena, and they're just having a bunch of games in one day. They don't really do that when it comes to football. It's just tough to bubble. Uh, I mean, it's a big commitment for the players. They have to do it. Uh, praise to the NBA and NHL players who have followed the bubble so far, and it looks like they're going to get to continue to play and, and conclude their season. Now, of course, there's still many weeks to go, so who knows if someone will end up breaking it, you know, uh, a little further down the line, but so far so good for those two leagues that decided to, you know, stay in uh, stay in their bubble that they've made for themselves. Uh, but I think you're seeing with baseball, if you're deciding to travel, it, it could it's going to pose probably more problems for you. Yeah, I mean, it, again, the bubble's a nice idea because if you're going to lock it all down, you know, it's basically a giant quarantine, 
right? Because if you're all in the same area, you're all interacting with the same people. Right. And, and it, those same people who don't have the coronavirus, you're exactly. not going to spread. Right, if so, you all don't have yeah. it, no one can spread it to anybody else, right? And that's exactly what people have been talking about for the longest time, uh, you know, all the way back into March. You know, it takes person-to-person transfer uh, for the virus to spread and to still live. Uh, but I think we've been doing a good job, especially down here in Athens County. We were high, and now we, we've gotten it down to the level two. Uh, and again, I think there's pop-up testing. I know there's pop-up testing, I think, from one to six over at Athens High School on Friday. Uh, so if you're interested in getting some COVID testing, uh, there is a pop-up free testing over at Athens High School again on Friday. We'll take a short break here on the Sportsman. we got Cincinnati Reds coming up at 640. And it's got some other topics to discuss. As you're listening to the Sportsman presented by J&K Contracting on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. So it turns out many people don't know that c Hardware in Athens sells major appliances. Everything from refrigerators to washers and dryers, all delivered for free. Plus, they're delivered by the c staff, not a third party out of Columbus. c will haul away the old appliances for free. Some places charge as much as $30. If you want to pick it up, you can do that too. We have over 100 appliances in stock. When you are in the market for a new kitchen appliance, think c Hardware first. Hi, this is Russ Norris with Matthews Insurance. Our agency is celebrating our 75th year in business in the Athens area. We are thankful for great clients and outstanding companies we represent, like Ohio Mutual Insurance. With Ohio Mutual, we are able to provide you with comprehensive coverages for your home, auto, business, or farm. We would be honored to provide you great service and call you a client of ours. Give us a call at 740-593-5573 or Google us, Matthews Insurance. Friendly, reliable, local. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And back inside the Sports Fan right here off the studio's 300 Columbus Road. Bills on the mic. Alongside Joey Medora, we got you up until 6.40 today as Cincinnati Reds will take on the Cleveland Indians. They had two home games and they got two away games going up to Cleveland today. Uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland split the two uh, two games yesterday in Great American Ballpark. Uh, Cleveland uh, winning game two in that uh, four-game series and Cincinnati winning uh, the first game. Of course, when you have Trevor Bauer on the mound, I think Bauer did a nice job. Uh, or it was Malley. Wasn't it Malley uh, who, who pitched that game with the he Reds? He pitched the game one. Yeah, Trevor Malley did a, a, a nice job. And then, of course, with uh, game number two yesterday. Uh, Excuse me, game, you know, game two Malley pitched. You're right, pitched yeah, game, yesterday. Game two Malley pitched. And then who was the guy who pitched before then? Because the, with the win, uh, the Reds on Monday. Sonny Gray pitched Sonny on Monday. Gray. He's 3-0 okay. now with a .96 ERA. Yeah, I mean, that's out of your race. That's pretty good, and I know we had yeah, Troy you think? on. Yeah, and I know we had Troy on here. What was it last Friday, right when he called in? Uh, and you know, Troy was trying to, or maybe it was two Fridays ago. But either way, you know, he was trying to see. Well, why don't you go with Trevor Bauer? Well, Bauer's had a tremendous season too, but Sonny Gray's got a, a oh, 
0.96 ERA yeah. right now with the Reds. I uh, mean, you couldn't have gone wrong with either one of those decisions. Yeah, no, the starting pitching hasn't been uh, the, the reason the Reds are in a 5-6 and six position uh, right now. You know, and it, I mean, it's just... You had that game yesterday. You get a couple runs off of Bieber, who had just been absolutely masterful. You're pitching a 2-0 game. Mally, great start on the mound. And then once again, it just gets into the bullpen. And the bullpen has, uh, so far, early on in this shortened season, uh, just struggled to, to you know, slam the door out of the pen. And it's just like, I think I said this last time we had a sports fan, if you want to be a playoff team, you cannot blow 2-0 leads in, in the back half of ball games. Every solid team in baseball that makes a run in the postseason always has a great 7, 8, and 9 guy to pitch. They got the two setup guys and a closer that are just, they can shut the door at any point, and that's what you need to have. It doesn't matter how great your starting pitcher is if you can't hold a lead. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to the guy who, you know, watches the Mets every day, and with the uh, Jacob deGrom on the mound, he, uh, bullpens can't really hold a lead for him. I mean, the Mets were up 8-2 to two in the seventh inning and then lost 11-10. to 10. I mean, I am well acquainted with, you know, bad bullpens. Uh, and for Cincinnati, I mean, they still have, they got the talent. You know, they, they have a lot of talent around this team, and they're in a tough division, of course, when you're in with St. Louis and when you're in uh, with the Cubs. And the Cubs have been on fire. Uh, but with the Reds, you know, you got to you capitalize on games where you have leads. You got to, you know, use the games that your starters give you with the lead, hold on to that lead. And, and they're normally going, what, six, seven innings. Just get three innings out of your bullpen. I mean, and, the big, and the, the, the big kicker on this series is, for lack of a better term, the Indians flat out cannot hit. I mean, I believe they had no more than 10 hits in their weekend series against Minnesota, who was looking great, by the way, uh, looking like you made a good pick saying they would win the division. And then they had, they couldn't hit in the first game. They had three hits yesterday. And, of course, two of their four runs were unearned. But, uh, you know, you, you cannot, it's just losing a game where you go up three hits. Is, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a heartbreaker, really. I mean, especially in this season, because you see the gap with the Cubs already. It's already widening. Cubs are 9-2. and two. And we talked about how important it was going to be to get off to a fast start this season. I mean, you're already four games back in the division. Right. And partially because the, the, the Cardinals only played five games so far. They're 2-3 and because, you know, they've had their COVID issues. Of course, they're going to get back to playing at some point. Of course, the, the, we, we predicted, I mean... Uh, we predicted uh, Pittsburgh would be terrible, and they are. They're two and nine. Milwaukee's right there too at three and five. They're only half a game back of Cincinnati right now. So you know you you got to figure this thing out. You can't keep blowing these games where you get these quality starts. I mean, more than quality, great starts, getting six, seven innings of shutout baseball, and just blowing it in the bullpen. You're not gonna even with the expanded playoffs. Sure, you'll get in. You're gonna bounce out real quick in the playoffs if you can't uh, if you can't if you can't close games down. And it seemed and Reds fans have high expectations this year. They wanted them to win the division. They wanted them to make a shot at the pennant, go at the Dodgers. From some I've talked to, that's what the expectation was this year. Right. I mean, they spent a lot of money for the first time in a long time, you know, trying to get this team better. And, you know, I mean, last year, it's, it's been a couple rough years for the Reds, right? So the expectations for this year, you spent a lot of money in the offseason. You picked up Shoko Akiyama. You picked up Mike Moustakis along with a couple other guys. You know, you, you went out and you got the pieces that you thought you needed. And now, you know, they just have to produce. Now you got to get that bullpen to produce, right? And the thing you got to keep in mind is right now, uh, Reds, St. Louis, and tied for second right now in the Central. 
But if you are on that second spot, you get into the postseason. That's true. You are guaranteed this year the top two. And that's to me, that's a little bit weird. But still, I mean, it's it is what it is. You know, you, you get to get in if you're the top two in your division. And if all the Reds need to do is just keep pace with the Cubs and then, you know, try to make some noise in the postseason, so be it. You know, but you got to get to the postseason first. Uh, and it, that door is wide open right now because you get to have the first two in. You get more than half the league. I think it what is it, 16? 16 teams get in. Yeah. So it's, it's a wide open, kind of weird, wacky year here in 2020 with Major League Baseball because you got all these different rules coming in. And, you know, the one thing that we haven't seen with baseball rules, right, it's that whole three-batter minimum. Have you seen that come into effect anywhere that really affects a team that they can't replace a pitcher? Has that really made a difference at all? I mean, I'm sure it has somewhere. I mean, you know, I can't watch every game. Uh, but, I mean, sometimes you put a bullpen guy in there, you give up two rips right away, and you're just like, all right, he's, just, he's toast today. And, uh, you know, but you got to leave him out there for that third guy. And then, you know, that third guy comes in and hits a bomb off. You know, all of a sudden, you, not much you can do. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm still, I, I don't know if that rule works or not. I just I haven't his, I haven't seen it come into effect really. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't think it's as it's just we, it's just a weird rule to have, especially because they think uh, that's going to speed up the pace of play. What are you going to cut off five minutes off a baseball game because a guy threw to a couple extra guys? I mean, it's not you're not going to gain any new baseball fans um, just because a guy has to face three batters. And yeah, of course the uh, the Reds. As you said, they they have to be one of the top two. I mean, the sky is definitely not falling yet necessarily. They're still and they are that too right now. I mean, they're five and six. Yeah, I mean, we're eleven games in. They got exactly. forty nine more to go. You know, yeah. but uh, you gotta they gotta find a groove here at some point. They you know you haven't really seen them put it all together yet. They've had games where they've scored seven runs, but they lost. They finally didn't get a good start. Way Miley got lit up. And the bullpen was as they were. Uh, and then, but a lot of these losses are just they're just. Uh, they're getting a solid start, but uh, they can't get the bats to generate enough. Because, I mean, that that was part of it, too, last night. Obviously, they're facing Bieber, that great pitcher, but, you know, they only have five hits. Lineup right. struggled. I mean, when you face Bieber, I mean, you got two runs off of Bieber, the first two runs that he's allowed all season long. So, I mean, you did the right things. I mean, you got to their ace. You got the two runs. You couldn't ask the offense to do much more yeah. against that kind of caliber pitcher. They hit a couple, you know? or a couple bombs, by the way. Uh, the two runs they did get. Castellanos and who was the other guy? Uh, Suarez. Suar- yeah, Suarez, Suarez the had his first the deep run. center. Yep. I think it was like 420 plus. It was a shot. I was listening to Thrall. I guess that the official scoring on that was Eugenio Suarez hit the ball further than Castellanos. But both Thrall and uh, the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley, both seemed to think that it was uh, Castellanos who hit the longer home run. Uh, and I guess... They're both shots at dead center yeah. field. That's all I saw. I watched them both back. Uh, they were, I mean, it's very tough to square up a ball like they did off of Shane Bieber, especially so far this year, and uh, put some good swings together. Yeah, Cassiano's been tearing the cover off the ball. He's batting 368 since this whole thing has came back. And, and uh, you know, he was a good player for the Tigers for a good amount of years, so, you know, that's expected of him to come in and produce for the Reds. Right, and right now they're going to expect TJ Antone. Uh, to produce for the Reds. Uh, Antone's making his first big league start. Uh, he made his debut on the 27th, where he went four and a third innings of relief with one hit, uh, which was a home run allowed to the Cubs. Uh, this righty, Antone, is the organization's number 24 prospect, uh, according to MLB. And it'll be Antone on the rubber against Mike Clevenger, 
Uh, Clevenger right now on one with a 4.91 ERA. Uh, Clevenger has struggled, obviously, a little bit this season. He yielded four runs on six hits to the Minnesota Twins, and we said the Twins have been a good uh, baseball team this year. Yeah, that's uh, a tough five, lineup. Tough lineup to go through. But five walks. I mean, you can control if they get a hit or not, but you see the five walks and you think maybe that's a little bit of a control issue for Clevenger, and he got five strikeouts over four innings. Yeah, I mean, you can look at that one, but you don't have to look far. <laughs> Right. Too much further off to see uh, his first start. He went seven innings, you know, four hits, two runs, over six strikeouts, no walks. So, I mean, this uh, this Cleveland rotation, uh, you, you got to be ready with your best stuff every day uh, in the batter's box because one through five, uh, they got guys that can that can throw it pretty well. I mean, it's a miracle they have a winning record with how they've been swinging the bats so far this season. Right. But they are, they are winning. They are, uh, you know, near the uh, – they're in the middle right now. They're six and six. But – We'll take a short break on the sports fan. Final break until we hit the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, again, coming up at 6.40. We'll be right back as you're listening to the sports fan on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Sometime in 1951, Eddie Seaman opened a neighborhood grocery store on West Union Street in Athens, Ohio. Featuring fresh produce and milk from just down the road, Eddie Seaman strived to provide exceptional service and deliver his personal best. At Seaman's Grocery, they honor his vision today. Offering a large selection of locally produced products, Seaman's Grocery offers local produce, seasonal items, fresh baked goods, and regional specialties. They are bringing the old neighborhood store to a new level. Seaman's Grocery, 305 West Union Street, Athens. Integrated Services uh, is constantly seeking partnerships. How can I have a meaningful relationship with primary care providers so that we can take care of our shared community of people that need support? We've grown exponentially, and I really see the next five to ten years being a similar story. The opportunities are endless. Concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. And we got about eight more minutes until we send you to the Cincinnati Reds pregame on Cincinnati Bell Reds Radio Network. And of course, we got to black it out on our live stream, MLB Blackout Restrictions. But you can listen to it live and local right here in Athens, 970 and 97.1 FM. It's a sports fan right now, presented by JK Contracting. Those Mike alongside Joey Medora, and we've got you up again until 6.40. Uh, but with the Reds, they got their lineups out. We'll quickly run through it right now. Shogo Akiyama leading off. Nick Castellanos batting second in right field. Joey Vidal at first. He's batting third. Eugenio Suarez, the third baseman, batting fourth. Jesse Winker, designated hitter, batting fifth. Nick Stenzel out in center field. He bats sixth. Josh Van Meter, the second baseman, batting seventh. Uh, batting eight, Freddie Galvis, the shortstop, and behind the plate, Tucker Barnhart. Well, I don't know if you saw, Joey. Did you see that throw that Barnhart had uh, to in that game one uh, against the Indians? Sure did. This week? Sure did. That was a nice throw by Barnhart. And he's yeah. got a gold glove to back it up with him. Well, he's got to make up for it somehow. Well, to be fair, he's only bat- he's batting 267 so far. He'll take that from a catcher, but uh, there's a reason he's batting in the nine hole as well. So. Right. But, I mean, 267, two RBIs early season. 
I'll take that from a catcher country. is one of the only positions where uh, I think you'll take the defensive guy these days in baseball, the defensive guy over uh, a guy with a bat. Because if you've got a catcher that can manage the running game and call and uh, control the game, you'll take if he can still, you know, hit in like the 230s, 240s, you'll keep him in the lineup. Whereas, I mean, you used to have some shortstops that had 18 gold gloves but couldn't hit a lick. It hit 200 maybe on a decent year, but you always kept them out there because of their glove. That's not really a thing anymore in baseball, but catcher's kind of the only position where you're, if you're that dominant of a defensive catcher, they'll find a spot for you in the lineup regardless. Right. And uh, for the Cleveland Indians, uh, Cesar Hernandez, second base, leading off. Jose Ramirez, third base, batting second. Francisco Lindor, shortstop, batting third. Carlos Santana at first base. He's a cleanup hitter. Framil Reyes, designated hitter, batting fifth, batting sixth. Bradley Zimmer, the right fielder, batting seventh. Jordan Luplau, uh, left fielder. Sandy Leon, the catcher, batting eighth. And Oscar Mercado, the center fielder for the Cleveland Indians. Um, but that's the way they'll line up today. And again, pregame coming your way at 6:40 with that. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a good good chance for the for the guy making his uh, debut for the Reds tonight. I mean, he's he's battling a, a struggling lineup. They don't have a single guy batting over 300 from the restart. Uh, and a lot of guys, a couple of the guys in the lineup tonight, like Luplo, are hitless so far this season. And guys like Lindor batting in the 220s. Uh, so the Indians are are struggling. At, at the plate. So you can't give them free runs like you did last night. Uh, and, you know, just hope that you get a good start out of this and hope the bullpen can try to figure something out because uh, the Reds in close ball games, it's been uh, their kryptonite the past, it was their kryptonite last year, and it, it, it's starting to show itself again so far this season. Not very good in, in close ball games so far. So they got to get that ironed out, get the win tonight, get to 500, and then work on getting the win the next day, get get yourself above 500 to you start climbing your way up and uh, try to compete with the Cubs for the for the top spot in the division. Right. I mean, uh, listen, everything's still right there in front of you. I mean, even though the, it seems like baseball, what, started about two weeks, right? Uh, I mean, they're kind of midway, not midway, but th- this is still early, but not as early in the season as it would be. Again, 60-game season, everything's kind of crunched into you know, a smaller little package right now. We're, yeah. we're still at the beginning, but, you know, yeah, it's so hard to going. it's so hard to judge this year when you need to start panicking. You know what I mean? It's because uh, right now, if you were a game below 500 on a regular season in August and you were expected to win the division, push for a playoff spot, you'd probably be shaking a little bit right now because right. uh, you got to have to get on quite a streak to uh, kind of reverse your fortunes and get yourself a playoff spot. But right now, you know they've only played 11 games. They got 49 left to go. Obviously, there's still not that much room uh, for error. But they do have time to, to kind of figure it out here. And we do have you know a little bit of time left in the program before the Cincinnati Reds. And uh, as an update, we will not have the Cincinnati Reds tomorrow because of playoff hockey. It'll be the Columbus Blue Jackets against the Toronto Maple Leafs coming up at 7 o'clock tomorrow, which means for us, Joey, uh, we get to have an, an hour-long sports fan for the first time in a long time. Uh, and uh, I think, what is it, 23rd or something, we'll have... Uh, you know, more sports fans coming regularly. Uh, Cincinnati Reds games don't really start until seven something uh, in the in the future. But uh, as of right now, we got a full hour for you tomorrow for the sports fan, and uh, after that, we'll follow that up right with the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. They're tied at one right now in their series uh, between them and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, they shut out the Maple Leafs in Game One, and then they got shut out in Game Number Two. Uh, but Columbus still in it, still fighting. Corpusalo has looked good uh, in goal, and 
We just got to wait and see what, what team uh, shows up for the Blue Jackets come tomorrow. Yeah, hockey's uh, one of the more interesting ones because unlike basketball and baseball, now obviously baseball is a little bit longer, but basketball has a good amount of regular season games in their return, whereas hockey just kind of jumped right back into uh, playing elimination games right away. So that's, that's made it quite exciting for hockey fans. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the, what the Jackets are able to do as hockey going on right now. The Lightning and Bruins are tied at two for uh, anybody that wants to know that. But, yeah, it's interesting how they're doing, like, the whole round-robin thing to see who uh, qualifies. It's very uh, very different, and uh, I think uh, it uh, adds, I mean, obviously magnifies the games a whole lot more uh, as soon as the return starts. Right, and, I mean, they're still doing that kind of bubble-type type setup, too. Uh, you know, what are they in uh, Canada now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they're up in, in Canada doing their bubble-type uh, scenario. Uh, the yeah, game I mean, it's that- because more than half their players are from Canada anyway, so... Sure, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, but with the Maple Leafs and the Blue Jackets, it's weird because you got to wait and see what happens to the game beforehand, right? Because you got a 6.30 game with the Golden Knights and the Blues, and then you got the Maple Leafs and the Blue Jackets coming up uh, 8 o'clock tomorrow. But coming up, about two minutes, pregame show for the Cincinnati Reds. And we'll throw it to Tommy Thrall and Jeff Brantley, the Cowboy, as they got their uh, Reds broadcast coming up. And again, when it's an interstate you know, rivalry like this, Cincinnati Reds, Cleveland Indians. Yeah, a lot more eyes are going to be on it uh, than it was a, a random regular season game uh, sometime this year anyway. Yeah, I think, if I, I don't want to misquote him, but I was talking to Michael Roth this past week. Apparently there's some kind of trophy involved when they, uh, when they play each other. Apparently, like, whoever wins the series, it's, it's some kind of cup or something. Some, I heard that. I don't know what, what cup it is. Yeah, me neither. I mean, no. obviously we're not from here, but... Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, we've, we've it's spent- interesting. I mean, that's not really normal. It's outside of like college sport rivalries, they'll have like uh, trophies and stuff, but you you don't see that between professional teams in America anyway. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think you know we could say that we're a little bit from here now. We've been that's here true. for what? Been here Maybe two four summers years? now. Yeah, four <laughs> years, five years. I've been here, here more here than in Baltimore. That's for sure. Yep. Anyway, this has been the Sportsman presented by JNK Contracting. I'm Connor Mills alongside Joe Medor. Signing off. Cincinnati Reds coming your way. Enjoy the ball game.